0: to Jurassic Park. for god's (laughs) sake we're off to a cracking start
1: this
2: is great
3: hi
0: (laughs) welcome
2: Xbox on
3: game on baby Hello and welcome to the Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, the podfather, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by our M.V. Cheese, it's (laughs) Reese. What? What? (laughs) What
2: does that mean? It means hello.
3: Oh. I thought you, like... Farted at <laughs> your mic or something like that. I wasn't exactly sure. Oh. <laughs> uh, right in the national pride. <laughs> and the queen of awkward silences. That's Karina.
1: I can't repeat what Reese said, so that's that's all you guys get in this one. <laughs> <week.
3: laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't even roll oh, my wait. tongue.
3: Uh, no. <laughs> uh, later on, we have James Stone from NerdRage Studios, who has a game coming out called Jump Gunners on the Idea Xbox program. We talked about having him on last week, and this week we have him a little bit later. But anyways, we usually get this started with what we have been playing, and I'm going to start myself.
2: Oh, yeah, you just shamaned us all.
3: I just shamaned you all by me by, by me starting.
2: Really, wait, like M
3: Night Shyamalan?
2: Christ, some sometimes you know we're not that different in, in in age, but sometimes when you say something, I suddenly feel really, really, really old. <laughs> <I don't laughs> just know what just, just sometimes.
0: Means.
3: <laughs> the director, M Night. So, no, Shyamalan. no, I, I need to. I need to direct. Do you know who he is. No, okay. You do do you, understand um, that? I'm really bad with I names.
1: S- you could tell me someone who's like. I see in front of dead me. people. Oh, okay.
3: Does that ring a bell? A little the bit. Sixth sense.
1: Uh, yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't watch them stuff. But yeah, okay, I get. I know that I movie know about out them. next year called Glass. I get. No, I, right, okay. I'm just gonna say okay. And He's
2: it. known for his ridiculous, over-the-top, and often pointless twists. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, Do you know this
3: whole time that I've been doing this, I've just been stalling because I forgot the name of the ID Xbox title that I was playing. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, this week I have been playing Guts and Glory.
2: Guts and Glory. I've been uh, interested in opening that up, but I haven't had the time. So please tell me all about it.
3: So Karina and I were streaming. And uh, they were playing PUBG and I wanted to play something a little bit different in the background, okay? The only way to describe this game, it's, it's published by Tiny Build, right? So they obviously like it. But the only way to describe this game is, do you remember the game Happy Wheels?
2: Of course.
3: It's the 3D version of Happy Wheels, i.e. you take um, One of multiple types of characters who are on various different vehicles and you have to get from point A to B across ridiculous obstacle courses, which are filled with spikes, spears, guns firing off, millions of things that can kill you. And essentially the idea of the game is just to die in the most horrendous way. Sounds great. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. You're going to love it, Reese. It's so simple. It's not expensive. I think it's like 10, 15 bucks or something like that. You can't charge much for that stuff. No, you can't. It's got no longevity. You're going to play it for about an hour, but you're going to love every single second of it. It's one of the most ridiculously over-the-top violent games I have ever played in my life. But apart from that, I picked back up PUBG after nearly a month and a half. And you know what? I've got to just say this. Fortnite's more fun.
1: Ooh. Ooh, that's controversial. Like,
2: they are... We need some, like, They are different. Tacky sound effects. Do
3: you know, all that I think it is, is the the grind. There is a lot more grind in uh, PUBG. Is a way I that I found it. No, I actually I watched some streams of it before I went on. Uh, I started playing it again because I I got that bug that I wanted to start playing it again, done some solos and then a few duos and A the the desert map is just no fun at all. The the issues which are there are still in existence. They've changed parts of the UI, they've they've added in more weapons and things like that, but they haven't changed what the fundamental problems of the game is. And it's given me no desire to go back there. Whereas Fortnite is nice, it's polished, it's got consistent updates, different modes, lots more things to keep you entertained. And I'm not going to lie, I think the PUBG train has sailed for me.
2: Oh, well, I think a lot of people agree Because trains can sail. Now, yeah. <laughs> well. well, I mean, what's that, what's that lovely little indie game? Um, I think it's going to come out. I hope it's going to come out for the Xbox soon, uh, but it's on Steam, I think. Yeah. Um, and you've got like a little train um, and you have a big sail and you have to like sail your train across this sort of empty land. It's a very artsy game. It's it's uh, YouTube can you see this. Yeah. YouTubers have been talking about it. Um, oh, I can't remember now. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. First person to tell me the name of this game gets a free code. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little artsy indie game where you sort of sail a big train. Anyway, uh <laughs> maybe we should move on to what else we've been playing.
3: Yep, Reese, what about you?
2: Oh, nothing else? Okay, well, me it's pretty yeah. easy because I have been moving house this week, so I've been very, very busy. And I haven't had time to play anything on Xbox except for our game of the week. But I did play on the I had to take a five and a half hour train ride. And oh my god, Octopath Traveler for the Switch is so good. It's so nah. good, guys. It's it's gotta be the most beautiful pixel art game ever made i'm i'm dead serious no other pixel art game looks even half as good as this it's stunning
3: see i every i just hear everywhere everyone's talking about it. it's makes me just want to play it i just want to play it you gotta say that, that is simple Is it exclusive on switch
2: for now but it's made by square enix so there's a good mm, so chance it's not going to be that yeah. it will get ported and oh I mean, it's good to play portable, but I would like to see it running on the X on my big TV. Right?
3: Yeah, that, that's what I would rather wait for. Yeah. If I'm honest, I'd rather wait for that to play it.
2: Well, uh, you don't have a Switch anyway, so easy decision. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's I'll, an easy decision. I'll pass the card on to Karina and uh, and open my mouth again when we start talking about the game of the week.
1: What well, have I been playing? I've been playing. I don't know. I've played all sorts this week. I've been f- like flicking between games, which is very unusual. Uh that is I've been very playing Fortnite unusual. as as like always. Uh, I did play PUBG. Um, yeah, I mm, PUBG. PUBG. T- tell PUBG.
3: us about tell us about your second or your you won a game, which then meant you finished second. Bug. Oh yeah. Because that really put me they've, off.
1: they've done something really weird. Now I don't know if it's like a death cam or I don't know what they're doing. But so we got to the end. Blah blah. blah. We were like, okay, how are we even surviving this? We've not played PUBG in so long. Uh, it must just be a fluke anyway. And um, we ended up. So it was like two V two and we all kind of just shot each other at the same time. And it came up with like winner winner chicken dinner. So we all cheered. We were like, Yeah, we got it and then next thing you know, it's like, oh no, you are ranked two and it says better luck next time And we were like, What? And then we got told, apparently, when someone shoots you, you see you see their camera you see the winners like death cam. So well not death cam, but like them shooting you last minute. Kill cam. But but it like it's not even like a slow mo five second thing. It must be just like a millisecond because it literally goes. It literally swaps from Winner a chicken dinner to Better luck next time within like half a second. You can't even see what's going on. So I don't know if it's a glitch. I don't know if they put that on purpose. But if they have put it on purpose, it's just just get rid of it. What are you doing? T- take it out. Uh, and put actually put put the kill cam on that you have on the PC. So then we can at least actually see it properly. where well, if we want to see how he got killed, we can do that and not some weird death can that says you've got chicken dinners and we don't because I don't, I don't know. I don't know what PUBG is doing. They're really like, it's it's like they're trying to fix things, but they're not fixing things. It's like, it's like, it's like they're trying to fix something with glue, but they've just like, they just like squeezed, squeezed the glue tub like everywhere for no reason. And then it's just messed everything up and stuck the pieces back together, but the wrong way.
2: You know, your angry, incoherent rants are becoming like very quickly becoming my favourite part of doing this <laughs> podcast. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I like to like, vent. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like to vent. Yeah, things. Uh, it's okay. that's uh, good. Please but, uh, continue venting.
1: But yeah, but that that is PUBG in a nutshell. It's just it's just glue on a load of broken stuff that has stuck it back together, but the wrong way. And that that is PUBG. Um, it crashed on me it did crash me it crashed me once and we had network lag once uh at least i managed to open the game up this time uh which was a start i did still enjoy it to be honest i i I did um i did get the same feeling of pubg that i've always had the adrenaline i did really uh i, I realized i now suck again and i gotta train again but to be better at shooting because i suck and um but no I, i do enjoy it but like they need to do something. They need to kind of... There's so many games coming out. You've got Realm Royale coming out in a... Well, I think it's out by the time this podcast releases. Uh, you've got... Well, on Xbox, it's been out on PC. You've got Fortnite itself. I mean, PUBG had the moment. They they got in early. They got the hype. They got the back in. They got all the, you know, community behind it. And everyone was like, yeah, let's do this. And nothing's really come out of it. And it's worse because you can see it on PC... And you're like, okay, why why is not you know, why is the PC like three years ahead of the Xbox, even though obviously it's not, but in terms of what's, you know, inside uh content wise and things like I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't I don't know what they're doing. Have I enjoy it, but I
3: don't know what they're the doing. Pardon? I've played Realm Royale.
1: Not on PC, but I've applied for it's, the uh Xbox. Yeah. One. It's
3: pretty good. It's it's different as well, which I quite like about it. I quite enjoyed it. Um, the time I spent with Elmer, Isle, people are going to get a real treat with that when it comes to Xbox. But there was another bug when when, when you were playing the other day, I was watching the stream, and then um, Bob, our friend Bob that we stream with, get killed by a person who wasn't there.
1: Oh, yeah. Was it like round the corner or through a wall? Yeah. Which thing they... like... Oh, I do have a story. You know, okay, this kind of probably works to do the same with that. Now, I don't know if it's to do with people not being there or the lag or... Something just glitching, but uh, apparently I—I I don't know because I didn't watch. Uh, I've been watching the Berlin Internationals for PUBG because I love. I that must be my new esports. Like I used to watch Overwatch esports, but now PUBG is my new esports, and I don't know how they spe- the spectating system is so good.
0: Oh, uh, it's I just yeah. I just love
1: you can see all the shots. You can just oh I don't know I don't know whoever decided that UI with all the esports for PUBG is brilliant. But um, it's they had the same issue where I heard they one team threw grenade. It landed between two people, blew up, didn't kill them whatsoever, and then there's a big uproar because everyone's like, okay, if they were dead, you know, this is, you know, you people are doing this for like, like thousands and thousands of pounds, like triple number, like you know, triple thousands of number of money, whatever they give, I don't know what they give, pretty I just want a pan trophy. I just want a pan trophy. does math. Yeah, I do maths, uh, but I just want a pan trophy to prefer. But um, but yeah, and it's it's like issues like that, that the fact that now stuff where it's either glitching through walls or things happening that sh- are not normal, that it's now going into esports, they like, they have to be careful. Like it's just gonna it's just gonna ruin them, and it it's a good game. Like I do, I, you know, I do give it to them, but they're gonna ruin it for themselves if they're not careful, and that's it's getting borderline now.
3: It's that's the biggest issue for me. Is it's a good game? That is a is is a good game. But it's not there. Yeah. And you're gonna get that with preview and it didn't bother me at the beginning because it was preview, it was preview. But when they're adding in new guns and, and new things and the build is getting worse almost.
1: Well yeah, I think they've I, had to make I, the I better. It. And even the better yeah. is not good. I, I don't yeah. know, I'm a bit lost in the development plans and what they're even well, I don't I don't I don't, I don't know. And it's a shame because I do I do enjoy the game and I do want it to be fixed. And it, it's starting to put me off. And I and this is someone who I spent like when I first got the game. Now bear in mind, I never looked towards the game. I was like, Oh, I'm I'm rubbish at shooters, I don't play shooters, I'm not gonna get it. And then everyone got it on Xbox, so I, I so I bought it and I was obsessed. I've never been so obsessed with a game for a long time. And I played endless hours, I got really uh high ranked at some point and Because uh, I used to start playing it off stream and proper getting into it. And now I just don't want to. And I miss having that feeling. You know, I enjoyed wanting to come home and play PUBG. Like, that's all I thought about was, oh, I can't wait to, you know, have another game. But it just, it's it's fading. Fading quickly.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I think that's a good point to move on to our indie game of the week. Reese, take it away. What is it? So,
2: yeah, this week's game of the week is... <laughs> to absolutely nobody's surprise at all, No Man's Sky by Hello Games, which is basically the only important game that really came out this week. Everybody is talking about it. Um, and yeah, guys, have you played it?
3: Well, are you asking whether um, have I played the Xbox version or the original version? What 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 version are we talking about? Well,
2: I know you've played the original, so I'm talking about the the No Man's Sky next which is the, uh, Next. the code name for the Xbox edition.
3: So in total, I've put f- about 54 hours into No Man's Sky. To No Man's Sky Next, I've put about two or three.
2: Okay, and Karina? Okay.
1: Uh, okay, so I never played the original, so I can't really compare it. And I, I never really had any interest in the original just because of the lack of... Um, well, you know, the reviews and things like that. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a miss. But I did give the new one a try. Uh, just because I've heard it's had so much updates. And, you know, the difference is meant to be phenomenal. And every, everyone's praising the Xbox version. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Cool. Have you have you done both, Reese? Uh,
2: you know No. Uh, I, well, I have sort of seen and, uh, like, dabble, dabbled. Dab- I almost said I've dabbed. Uh, I have dabbled <laughs> a little bit. I may also have dabbed. Actually, uh uh, a person I was playing the game with, because the the new No Man's Sky has um, has multiplayer, decided to name our very first planet that we both spawned on the planet of the dab. So, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so you, but this so the only time I've really played it is this uh, next edition. So Ross, you have the most experience yeah. with with both games. But just before I get, I let you like uh, dive in in depth for anyone who doesn't mm-hmm. know. Somehow, if you've not heard anything about No Man's Sky, because it's one of the most controversial sort of games that ever came out, uh, ever. (laughs) (laughs) No No Man's Sky is more or less uh, an open world and open space uh, exploration, crafting, and survival game. Think Minecraft, but... You're, you can fly into space and travel between star systems and, and, and shoot spaceships in space if you feel like it. Or you can walk around and craft giant penises out of the ground. Not that I've done that or anything, but these are yeah, things you know do. Yeah, not either. Yeah, no. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so that's basically the the hook of No Man's Sky. It originally came out on the PS4, and it was absolutely nothing like anything we had been shown or told, and everyone was was totally okay with that, and um, nothing bad happened. It, it, I think the <laughs> release was, it was,
3: it was, it was overdone. It was hyped by Sony to the absolute max. It was hyped by Hello Games to the absolute max. They bit off more than what they can chew, and it was a $20 game that was released as a, a $50 game, basically, at that time. It is now a $50 game, okay. two years later. Great,
2: Ross, tell us all about it. Tell us everything. <laughs>
3: Right, so uh, you mentioned it is a continuous loop of trying to upgrade yourself and your ship to fly further toward the centre of the Earth. At the beginning, that was it. That was essentially universe. the whole story. The universe, not the Earth. That would be weird and really simple. But the the beginning, it didn't have much story. It was more told through war. This actually guides you through that entire process and gives you a story. But ultimately, this is a game of exploration that is what it's all about. And with the recent updates, it is fully that. The time that I spent, I, I enjoyed the few hours that I spent on the Xbox version more than the 50 the did that I did playing the original game. Yeah,
2: that's, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, the, the, the thing being is that everything is a reason now. It's not just there. You're exploring, but you, you feel as if you're driven towards something somehow. Um, and, and it didn't have that in the original game. There is, a, there is something to keep on playing for that it never, ever had before. The inclusion of being able to play online with someone is huge as well. Discovering is no fun when you're by yourself.
2: Yeah, no, it's... I've only been playing the game, uh, like, exclusively in multiplayer, me and, me and a partner. And everything we do together, from naming the planet... Planet of the Dab, to, to 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 calling this this star system Steve to, you know, just like pointing at that. Oh my God, what is that? You know, like things that we oh, have discovered. Oh, I had a little and... lady that looked like
1: a tea cake.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, you know and... the little
1: like jam things with marshmallows. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like know. we we had a weird sort of horrific diglet and I mon- had, <laughs> had a planet where nothing had legs and everything jumped like everything was jumping oh. around and it's like it's so much funnier and and more interesting when you're when you're together although I do have a small gripe where you you mentioned that the game guides you and yeah um, it does a really bad job so originally it must have done nothing to be worse than Ooh, this yeah. but but, <laughs> but it is comprehensive and we haven't actually left the uh, starting system yet, despite playing it for like four days, uh, just because you've got so much that you have to do. The game now guides you through everything. You have to learn how to repair your ship, and learn how to mine, learn how to refine materials, learn how to build objects. You can build structures. Um, learn how to learn how to do everything, right? And this this actually just today, um, I was talking with a, a coworker who has uh, been playing No Man's Sky before the update, like. I've spent a lot of time in the game, and he actually told me that he wished he had started now and because like, the changes are so drastic. And he was confused, uh, didn't know anything about blueprints and how to use them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's funny, because the game taught me how to use blueprints in the first two hours. But to him, who was like, towards the end game, suddenly there's blueprints, and the game doesn't explain how to use them. So if you've, if you've uh, actually got like an old save of No Man's Sky... Consider starting again.
3: Whoa, that's a big thing for people that's been playing this game for a lot of hours. Yeah,
2: but I mean it the the starting experience is cool. And uh unfortunately though, when you go through it with a partner, um you get to the part where you have to claim a territory to build a base. And we both did that at the same time. And I was a little bit faster, so the territory's mine, but now my partner has to like get in a ship and like fly far away and then go and make a shack somewhere to, just to get through the building tutorial which is a little bit irritating but
1: we made a red light okay. district
2: you, you what what well you I can mean, make
1: you can make red light in can't you have you ever done that i mean sorry i just realized that's really out of context <laughs> <laughs> so just to put it as an objective no man's bring <laughs> your own protection um <laughs> It's so know a fellow uh streamer um we were so we we'd started that he's an avid space fan and we uh we started co-streaming it and we are doing it and we got up to that tutorial and we were like oh what can we buy and he was like right let's buy like i don't know why a bed and red lighting and we literally we turned so we decided to turn it into a <laughs> red light district and that was our no man's sky so um, i just just to put it in context before anyone questions yeah. what's going I, on i
2: don't think they'll question too hard uh <laughs> no
1: it's my sky i mean <laughs>
2: I, I gotta say i am also a huge space nerd and the way that science doesn't work at all in this game frustrates me this little yeah bit. it's all it's it's, it's it's rick and morty yeah it's really simplistic so if you if you're used to elite dangerous uh don't don't <laughs> just enjoy it rick and morty is actually a really good uh analogy because it's it's dumb science uh but it sort of wears it on its sleeve and it's all cartoony and stuff so i think
3: ultimately we have to remember this is a game where you can be on a planet repair your ship refuel it go and get some items build a structure then, literally, sit in your spaceship and fly off of the planet and to the planet that you can see in the distance.
2: You shouldn't be able to see the planets in the distance, but it's okay.
1: I saw a yeah, really nice, pretty one. It had a ring.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, the rings were a My big sp- thing, inclusion. I spawned on a Clearly, not a single
1: ring. lady, though.
2: It, yeah. Planets that have ring systems look stunning when you're on the surface, I have to say. You can just see the ring like arcing up. The, the skybox. This game is like uh, screenshots pretty pretty. of Skybox, the game. For me, <laughs> yeah, it's
3: it's a stunning looking game oh, that is good. It's very, very deep now. Very, very deep. Um, I, I I'm going to lose a lot of time to this. Yeah, I'm going to. Especially, I just need one person that I know that I'll play with, and we set the same time aside every week, and we will we will do that every single week. You you hit me up on Twitter if you want to be that person or Podfather, right? Because I just want to share this world, share this game with someone and and just go exploring because this is a game it should have been two years ago. Yeah, This is the game it should have been to you. No one would have been talking about this. Sony's loss is everyone else's game because I think a lot of PlayStation users may not pick the game back up um, and maybe even some Steam ones. But when you look at this game, how beautiful it is, how deep it is and, and how much fun it actually is. The only thing that I didn't find fun is I spawned on a planet that was minus 60 and also the underground was all toxic.
2: I spawned on a planet that was minus 120 degrees Celsius, get good.
3: Did you just spend most of your time in your ship heating yourself up?
2: Yes. Or uh, I had to, like, uh, go into caves in order to reduce the temperature. I couldn't go in the cave because it
3: was toxic.
2: Ah, Well, I didn't have any toxicity in the caves, but it was minus 160 with, like, zero visibility and, like, storms all the time. That's, That's actually one thing I think the game should improve, and that's the planet that you spawn on is random. So, you know, you might wake up on a perfect paradise planet and have an easy time, or you might wake up on a frozen toxic hellhole like Ross did, uh... The, my partner, they booted the game up before I joined, uh, b- before I invited them to my save, because you, you bring people into your game, essentially. And they started on uh, a radioactive rock, you know, and it's like, so you have Sorry. a vastly different experience. And I think maybe it would have been smarter to fix the type of planet that you begin on, like you still spawn somewhere random, but like everyone spawns on know. generic planet A.
3: No, I don't think so because everyone's experience and how they got yeah, there is going to be totally you to, different.
2: You have to go through a tutorial, and it's like, okay, go and mine this stuff. It's like I, I'd like to, but I also don't want to freeze to death.
3: Mm, That's true. You, you know what I mean. But, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't mind it. I was a bit annoyed that I ended up one unlucky one yeah, in on the planet. It, I was, it feels but it's a
2: bit it, oppressive to begin with. But once you sort of break through the barrier, um, all the little systems become far less uh, irritating. Like what when you start getting right. the materials.
1: Can I just one more so, thing? What's if that? there's any streamers yeah. out there doing no man's sky, do not turn mix play on at all.
2: <laughs> what, what what does mix play do? Uh
1: okay, so put it the the only good thing you can do actually no, if you're gonna put mix play on, make sure you got no one watching and then just spam yourself loads of money. Get it out on another app, download the mixer app on your phone or something and spam yourself loads of money, that's fine. Now people <laughs> are watching turn it off because the amount of streamers that like I, not just me i've seen so many people do it now obviously people like to be mean on mixed play because it's funny myself included Uh, you uh, you can spawn droid like little droids and enemies, and the thing is though, you can't really kill. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that must be what they're called. But you can't really kill them. Can't? Well, you kind of can, kind of can't. But the thing is, people just keep spamming them to a point where even running away doesn't do anything, and you just die. Like you're screwed. If if any streamer decides to put mix play on, you you know you're just screwed to your death. Like just don't carry any material. Like it's so op. The mix like they need to nerf the mix play if that's the thing.
3: Because getting screwed to death is a horrible thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, and now but... we're back to the red light <laughs> <laughs> Right, Reese, how can people pick up a copy of this game or win a copy of the game, should I say? Well, they
2: could can, they can pick up a copy of the game by browsing to their favorite, uh, actually, to the only uh, online game store that is part of the Xbox One and downloading it via that. Or they can tune into our Twitter account, which is at PartyChatPod this f- 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 Friday. And we will be giving away two shiny copies of No Man's Sky. So make sure that you tune in.
3: Right. Well, we mentioned it early on but we have a fantastic interview lined up now we mentioned last week through discussion we were talking all about the id xbox program and the game jump gunners came into came into the topic so we mentioned we would get james stone from nerd rage studios on the podcast to talk about his game and what it's like in the id xbox program so closing out the episode here it is
1: xbox snap this week's interview.
2: Alright everybody, welcome to this week's podcast. Today we have James Stone from Nerd Rage Studios, who are the developers of Jump Gunners, which is a game releasing this week on the ID8 Xbox program for Xbox. James, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
2: It's, uh, it's great to have you on. Um, as I said, welcome to the pod. Um, why don't we start off you know, nice and easy and you just tell us a little bit about you know, who exactly you are and what it is that you do at Nerd Rage.
0: Okay. um, Well, uh, I'm a solo developer, so uh, I work on my own uh, from my house. You Um, you are Nerd Rage. I am the Nerd Rage Studios, and I often get Nerd Rage, hence the name. Mm. Um, So, uh, yeah, I'm a self-taught indie dev. Um, I spent sort of 22 years in the IT industry. I was uh, an IT executive working in corporate management, and, and I've always loved games, and just one day I just got sick of it and just wish that I'd made computer games instead. And my wife sort of challenged me to go and teach myself to do it. She said, well, you can, so just do it. So I did. Um, so I kind of taught myself on evenings and weekends um, while I was working and quit my day job. And the rest is kind of history, I guess. That's, well, I hope it is. <laughs> that's
2: pretty amazing, actually. We had a, a very similar story, actually, from uh, the guy who developed uh, Songbringer. Was his name Dan? I get the feeling it was Dan.
0: Yeah, it's a, actually, I think he had a pretty good launch. Um, from what I saw of the game, it did look really cool as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah if... if I could replicate success, that would be good, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Too Is there a little
1: bit more to how, you know, Nerd Rage Studios got started, uh, essentially? I mean, I know you said, you know, you, you just dropped everything for it. Is there anything maybe more coming up for the future? Do you want to expand or do you, do you like the fact it's, you know, you're on your own, it's a solo development?
0: Um, well, yeah, I mean, there is, there is more of us working, but not actually on this game. So when I started Nerd Rage Studios uh, back in 2016, um, I, I'd already done a kind of, you know, sort of a year and a half's worth of work to kind of get myself to the point where I was confident that I could go out on my own. I released my first title back in, it was actually July of 2016. Wow, it's like two years ago now, almost to the day. Um, and it was a VR game. That's where I started. I did a small VR puzzle game, VR blocks, that no one's heard of. And I kind of, and before that, to kind of test my my ability to be able to do something from start to finish, I've done a small Android and iOS game before that. So I kind of knew okay, I'm I'm capable of doing something from start to finish. You know, that's for a lot of people as a kind of creative endeavor, that's the hardest thing for anybody to do is to be able to get over the kind of initial, yeah, I'm doing something. And then you get into that, oh God, I've got to finish it. And then that last 10% of releasing. So I was pretty proud of myself that I managed to do that, even on the small scale that it was. Um, and then of course, Being an indie developer, I was like, yes, let's reach for the skies. So I started on this, you know, the game I've had in my head for a long time on a game called Xenosis, um, Alien Infection, which has been in production now for like 18 months. No, no, I'm talking about nearly two years now, actually, which I was working on solo mostly and then got other people involved and I realized the scope of the project was just way too big for one person to do. And that was recently funded on Fig um, and was successfully funded, um, which, was, which is great. So we got about another 18 months to go on that. But the reason I did Jump Gunners is because before I went to Fig, I kind of vastly underestimated how long making a very large game would take. Um, And it's a really good lesson in learning to roll your own scope and the size of your own projects. So I set myself a task. I'm like, right, that's it. I need to bring a game to market that's going to make some money so that I can continue the development of Xenosis. Because quite frankly, I was running out of money. I sold everything I owned in England um, to basically... We moved somewhere really, really cheap. We actually moved over to Asia temporarily while we were working there. You know, I was living on those funds. that I sold everything. Damn, I need to make some money. So Jump Gunners was actually was born of me needing to make fun in order to make the other game I was working on. And at the time it was like a little side project. It was actually sort of, I, I said I'm gonna prototype a game. And the first five sucked, I think is probably <laughs> the best way I can say it. And, and the great thing, I'm good, at, I'm good at being quite critical of my own work. So what I tend to do is I, I prototype something and then I get my friends round. We get a few beers, get some pizzas going. I'm like, right boys, we need, to, we need to play this. So we'll sort of play something like Towerfall, then we'll play a bit of speed runners. Then we'll play a bit of duck game. And then I throw my game in. And if the mood changes, or if it's like the, the entire atmosphere just dies when we're playing this prototype, you know you've just got a sack of toilet on your hands that you don't want to develop, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good at going. In fact, actually, my, my friends are this game's this game's got potential. I, I like where we're going with this. I'm like, guys, seriously, it's crap. Can we just you know seriously? I'm not playing this anymore. This is actually bumming me out. I don't want to play this. So, and then I had this idea, which was a culmination. I was actually making a game all about egg puns. It's a very long story. Oh, that's um, not my street. I, I, honestly, <laughs> stop. It was please. it was the most ridiculous game. But it was but the but the movement mechanics were spot on. I mean, I'm a I kind of grew up in the you know the days of the NES and you know even before that, my first computer was a Commodore 64. So for me. I I remember the old days of, like, absolute on-the-nail platform controls, and and I love good control systems in games. So the control systems in in my games, if I am allowed to say so, I believe are very good. Um, But this one in particular felt really good to play. And then I had an idea of bullet mechanics and and recoil and stuff, and I thought, I wonder if I could do something with that. So I made a little prototype, and there was no graphics. In fact, it was a stick man with a rotating arm that fired squares, um, That's how bland it looked with no graphics, just thing. And just playing that, everyone was like, this mechanic's really good. Cool. And we were just sort of flying around the screen. And you just know straight away when you're onto something that you're like, that's ah, a lot of fun. It's, we could do something with this. So I went away and I kind of set up a project for myself. Because in my previous life, I was a project manager. So I kind of said, right, I'm going to do a game from start to finish in three months. And that's exactly what I did. I did all the art. I did coding, the design, everything. And on the, on the last day of the third month, I finished Jump Gunners, which was great however it with well, there's another story there about it unfortunately release it, it was a bit rushed you know so there was a few versions to get it to the point where i wanted but i just thought i was going to release it on steam make some money fund the game you know do some updates for it keep it live because i don't want to just create games that end up dying somewhere on a store as abandoned where that's not who i am and i just thought if people like it then we could develop it do something with it and i just had no idea that it was going to end up where it was um, you know and before long Microsoft you know I was meeting with them to talk about my other game and I just showed them this and you know I sent a, I sent a few keys over to them and they were loving it in the office and, and then just to end up at you know where it's ended up has just been an absolute like oh my gosh I did not expect this and now it's become this big you know what started as a little side project has become this big thing so I'm now working fully on that for, as you know, for Xbox release, and I've also got my other game.
2: It's, it's good because you know I was kind of wondering if that you just sort of sat bolt upright in bed one morning and and you were like, there needs to be a game about jumping and gunning, by God, and I'm here to do it. But apparently. That uh, there was a little more to it. <laughs> I,
0: I'd, I'd love to have one of those. Actually, yeah, I do I do have those kind of things where you're like, you just kind of have this crazy idea and you're like, yes, I must write it down. And it's like two o'clock. Yes, yes, this is the stuff. And then you wake up in the morning and read it and like, what was I thinking?
3: Good God, man. <laughs> um, and just to say before we continue, I am 100% poaching your idea for an egg pun game.
0: Good luck with that. I've, I've already got it here, right now, in audio format. That it was Aww. my. I actually have. I actually have oh, the prototype. Yeah. I have the prototype build yeah, of that, game, that as game as well. I Bet you it's excellent. Oh no, uh, that was that. You don't. You don't want to go down this road once as you start with this. Is <laughs> it really I, hard to eat? Oh. <laughs>
1: This
3: would stop. <laughs> oh, so anyway let's move on <laughs> to the reason why we're here of course jump gunners releases tomorrow when this podcast comes out um on xbox under the id at xbox program for those who don't know what it is can you
0: describe the game for us in your own words uh yeah sure it's really awesome buy it now yay <laughs> um, no. um... <laughs> that's a sales pitch Oh was that not the description? Oh okay cool. Well it could um, be I suppose. <laughs> okay so Jump Gunners is um is a one to four player local multiplayer game at its at its core. Um so I grew up you know playing multiplayer games with all my friends and it's still something we do to this day and it's it's just one of those kinds of games that I really wanted to make for myself. So it's an amalgamation of a lot of things which we enjoy in games so it's fast paced it's It's very quick to go. The rounds end very quickly. All the weapons are over the top and crazy. So yeah, at its core, it's a 2D platforming, retro pixel-arty style game. Um, And the idea being that you all start on a randomly procedurally generated and you all run around and try and kill each other. It's that simple. Um, You fire your guns, one bullet kills you. That's it. And if you're the last man standing, you win the round. Um, And there's tons and tons of really crazy weapons in the games. crates will drop and you can shoot them to open weapons and you might get a minigun, or you might get a triple shot rifle you know there's there's games that inspired me from the likes of contra through to worms on the amiga you know there's it's 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 designed to just be a really fun game that you can probably end up throwing a controller at somebody with like no i had you as you go for the skill shot and yeah it's 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 Yeah, that's the best way I can kind of describe it. I mean, Mike Biffle did me the biggest favor of all when he turned around when we were at um, GDC and he was playing it and he's like, man, this is like the beautiful child of Tower Fallen Worms. Mike, can I quote you on that? (laughs) And and he's like, yeah, sure. It does sum it up so well. It's, you know, it's a fast and furious kind of platforming game that's, yeah, that's all about crazy hats, crazy guns, um, and there's, there's loads of different modes. Um, there's Capture the Flag, which is probably my favorite mode. Um, I really do enjoy playing that one. Um, I've also got a Horde mode in there where you fight off against waves of infuriatingly difficult AI. Um, and I even threw an illage to Duck Hunt, but it's called Turkey Hunt Nintendo, don't sue me. Um, <laughs> and uh, Yeah, because it was one of my favorite games growing up, and I hated that dog. Really, really hated. Oh. Him. oh, there's a lot. Yeah, we uh,
2: we might have the question for you towards the end of <laughs> the episode related so,
3: do, to that so, dog. Soon you see Disney don't sue me. I used to do a podcast. One of my first podcasts ever was an IGN fan podcast for IGN UK. Oh wow! And it was uh, called the Mighty Duck Podcast because they all used to go about shouting duck hunt and <laughs> we we got a nice letter in from uh, Disney saying that we can no longer use that name. <laughs>
2: Wow.
0: Don't, don't mess with the mouse, man. I know. Don't, don't mess. Don't mess mm. with the big M. <laughs> He'll whoop
1: your ass. <laughs> As we've mentioned before, this game, you know, it displays a big, big focus on the couch game in the couch co-op. Now, yes. how do you feel essentially with, you know, the industry nowadays is going a lot online. So how do you feel that, you know, your game's a little bit away from that? Do you, do you like that fact or would you, you know, would you hope to it one day to become online?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one, to be honest, because if I, cause I have two heads. I have the business head, and I have the head that is a gamer. Um, and the two really do have to be separated when you're running a business. Um, you know, and as much as being a game developer is probably like the coolest job you know, that I could ever have, it still is a business at the end of the day. Um, was it a good decision to make a local multiplayer game? From a gaming perspective and from my personal perspective, absolutely. You know, for me, there's nothing better than sitting around with a bunch of friends playing games. Because, you know, I like I said, I'm I'm an old git, um, and growing up in the sort of 80s, um, that's all you could do with your friends, and that's where most of our friendships and enemies were forged on the battlefields of gaming. Was when you were around, you know, playing with your friends and 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 really enjoying the fact that you interacting together i don't feel that personally when i play online i actually don't like online games i don't play them amen sorry
2: i said amen
0: yeah i'm sorry my son it's
2: it's, it's like i'm listening to a sermon
0: (laughs) yeah now i'm gonna tell you now my brothers Mm, the (laughs) online games are the enemy (laughs) they're the devil (laughs) they're the devil my brothers Mm, tell me brother Oh, God, here we go. Um, so yeah, you know, my son, he loves, he loves Fortnite, and he loves... Yeah, of course, you know, Fortnite, huge and all this. But to me, there's no actual interaction. I may as well just be playing against a bunch of AI bots. And there's nothing better for me than playing with friends. So from, from that perspective, it's the game that I would want to play. I want to make games that I know I would enjoy myself. Because how could you, as a designer or a developer ever make a game that you wouldn't want to play yourself because the end result would be crap, quite frankly, if you weren't emotionally invested in it and it was something that you didn't believe in was a product. And there is no way I would, I would put something out that I don't believe in. However, my business side, it's probably a bad decision, quite frankly. Um, it limits my market considerably. I think Steam these days is becoming worse. Well, we all know the problems with Steam, um, but it's such a niche market is local multiplayer on steam you know it's something that i put out and you know when i when i released the game on steam the amount of people that came back and said well i don't you know i don't have any friends in fact i had one guy asking told me he's refunding the game because he has no friends and i'm like i'm not sure that's my problem um but (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, i mean okay sure i can't help you with that um and and it's it's very much that the i think the pc isn't designed to be that way you know most people have their pc rig especially if you play desktop you have a rig set up in, an, in another room maybe with it's all set up ready to play the, the latest rpgs or the latest shooters and i just don't think you're going to get four people around your gaming chair who are huddled around on you know unless you've got it in the living room It becomes that kind of thing where local multiplayer isn't the right thing, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it to Xbox. I mean, I have, uh, you know, I have a great relationship with Microsoft. It's my primary platform of choice for gaming anyway, personally. So for me to be able to bring the game to Xbox, it just feels like a natural fit. Everybody has multiple controllers usually, and perhaps they buy it to play with friends or with family, you know, play with the kids or wife or their husbands or, you know, and, and to me, I feel that's right. But like I say, from a business decision, no, it limits me greatly. And I'd love to put local, uh, online multiplayer in. And I did actually have, um, I was halfway there, sorry, when I was building the game, but I pulled it out. And I pulled it out and that in retrospect was probably the wrong decision in some ways because I felt that I needed to get this, look, at the end of the day, I needed to get this game done in three months. My online multiplayer would have added another three months easily onto the development cycle. And I underestimated that. I thought I could get it in quickly. But to be honest, when you do online multiplayer badly, um, it kills your game dead. You know, you do not want a dead game launching with no players, you know, laggy laggy online multiplayer or bad sessions or, or you know, input lag or any of those kind of things. So I, I knew that I needed to get it done in three months. Yeah, as much as I'd like to have it in, I think if I ever did another multiplayer title, um, hopefully I'll be in a position next time with the success of Jump Gunners and a success of Xenosis that, I mean, I already have another title planned after these ones, which I can't divulge anything about because the concept is just too awesome to release at this date. Um, But that will be online multiplayer and and actually at its, at its core, it's built around it. So it's, I know, I know how, I know now how I would do it if I wanted to do it well. And to be honest, to do it well needs time and investment. So you know, I'll do that well on the next title, not, not, not this one, unfortunately.
3: So you've mentioned quite a few couch co-op or competitive games, but I want to know what is your ultimate favourite game of that genre?
0: Of, that, or of the local multiplayer genre? Yeah. Mm, that is a good one. I would probably say for ultimate laughs around a room... Micro Machines 95 on the Genesis. Brilliant choice. Yeah. Did you play play the most recent
3: version of Micro Machines? Any thoughts on that? No, I didn't. (laughs) No, for
0: for that very reason. I'm sorry, but I'd rather pick up the Mega Drive and four controllers than than play it on a laptop.
3: There's one question as well I just want to add in. It's not the question list, but how exactly does someone, a solo developer with a, a prototype game... Uh, get in the ID xbox program what what is the connection how did you get from being this old developer actually into the program
0: basically be ballsy you know at the end of the day you probably you know as a developer I'm, and i'm speaking in a kind of groups sorry i'm speaking in a kind of third party way now to all developers i suspect people who who are who wanted to be indie developers probably have a really cool concept or a really good idea just do it you know the thing is, people are just scared of approaching Microsoft. They're this big corporate entity, and they're they're just normal people at the end of the day. And they're they're so passionate about games that you just got to do it. So the way I did it, um, I actually was at a I was at Develop Conference in Brighton, and Agostino from the Idea Xbox program was doing a panel alongside. Hi <laughs> he, listens.
2: he listens every week. Oh, Aggo <laughs> <Argo> and. <laughs> Okay, Aggo, so, sorry. Yeah. What's what I'm you say? <laughs> gonna, I'm going to give the
0: dirt on Ago now. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know what. <laughs> oh, do you? I was, hoping to, I was hoping actually to hold him ransom. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay, so you know, he, was, he was doing a panel alongside um, a couple of publishers from Square Enix and Raw Fury, and they were talking about basically the indie market and people coming in. And I was like, look, I'm here now. I've paid money to come here. I want to get the most out of this. So I was asking many, many questions. Um, And at the end of it, they went up to leave, and I just wouldn't let them leave the room. I just walked straight over. Hi, extend a hand. I'm James. I've got this fantastic game. You need to see it. You're going to want it on your platform. And each one of them, including the publishers, were like, cool, glad somebody came up and spoke to us because everybody just normally leaves the room and that's the that's the truth of it people just kind of like oh i'd love to just do it they're there they're right in front of you you know so ago was very kindly said look and actually it's so random that ago happened to live in the town i used to work in so i was able to go and just go meet him for a coffee i showed him what i had and he saw the passion that i had and he he loved the games that i was i was pitching to him so he said cool let's 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 get you in the program and that was that i mean it happened while i was at um GDC and that was you know I can't thank the idea xbox team enough um for the kind of support that they give to independent developers such as myself and to be at GDC I mean I was on a I had my game next to the new super meat boy and that was freaking crazy when you like stood there like what is going on you know, I had to take a double step back you know and there were people coming up to me at that show and they were saying, oh, oh, I've got this this great game and oh, I'd love to show... And they were showing me on their, their their like iPads and stuff. I'm like, the guys are stood right there. I said, right, come with me. So I just walk them over and I'd be like, hey, guys, come over here. This guy's got a game to show you. It looks really cool. Make the introduction. And they would always come back like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. It's like, they're just normal human beings. They're not scary. They're not going to bite your head off or anything. Just go over, show them what you've got. They want to listen. At the end of the day, this is their job. I work for Microsoft to help onboard indies into the Xbox ecosystem. So go and show them what you have. They want to hear it. Yes, the standards are very high. And yes, they, you know, they do want to bring quality to the platform. But I guarantee you, if you're a passionate person with a great product, they'll want to hear it. I mean, I saw a game that I'd been following on Twitter for some time. It's called The Italian Ear. And it looks amazing. Um, it's like this, uh, uh, you know, side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, it's about a, um, about a guy who's fighting over the fact, I think, and I'm sorry if you're listening and you made this game, but I think it's about he can't get a pizza and he just wants to go and beat the hell out of these guys. But the artwork is amazing. The animations are brilliant. I love the concept of it. And I was one of the people like, oh, man, I wish mine was as good as that, you know, kind of. And he came to the booth and he was playing Jump Gunners and he was like, oh, man, I said, are you making a game? He's like, yeah, I'm making this little game called The Italian Air. I'm like, dude, I love <laughs> this game. I said, you need to get on Xbox. I'm sorry, they will want you. So I, I just I just said, someone, come, on, come and man my booth. And I just took him over to go and meet the team. And he was so happy. He's like, oh my God, it, you know, it's like, it can be done. You just got to get in there and do it and talk to them. It really is that simple. You know, they the, the process for getting in is not difficult. You game, you show what you you, you talk about who you are, you show them what you're capable of, and you show them what you're going to make, and you all the way. I mean, I've had the experience I've had with Microsoft, compared to Sony and Nintendo, who I also, you know, work alongside, is leaps, it's orders of magnitude greater than you will ever experience with any other platform holder, and that's Valve, Sony, and and Nintendo. So for me, I think this we are at the golden age right now, especially solo indie developers like myself. To be able to bring our games to this platform you will never have had it this easy to be able to talk to the people like agostino and i will talk day in day out i will wave a flag where I goes face on a... it have to that man <laughs> i want has... to see that
2: that's that's what we do anyway right
0: <laughs> yeah no honestly it's because the work that that team for the idea xbox um program to help bring people like me to the platform is nothing short of Inspiring, And if, you know, and I would help in any capacity to bring, help other indies bring their games to Xbox, you know, because I've been through the process now and, you know, there are some hurdles, especially when you come to certification, trying to get your game into the program, you know, to get it onto console, there's a varying number of technical hurdles and other such stuff. And, and I think what's brought me to, what amazes me is the community developers and and independent developers and idea Xbox developers are the friendliest community that I've ever come across. Um, so for me, I think this is a great time for anybody to be getting on the program.
2: Yeah, that's 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 a lovely, lovely story to hear. Actually, uh, we haven't actually had a developer tell us uh, something like so in depth before about their uh, their journey to to get onto the ID program. So thanks for that. That was actually uh, yeah. quite quite Happened. nice to hear. So back onto the uh, the topic list, we only have a couple questions left for you. But uh, you know, you've mentioned that you basically did everything yourself for this game mm. i want to know what was the the hardest thing for you to get right like what was there any particular thing that had you banging your head against the table
0: oh yes for me the bane of my existence is ui um you oh. know ui and ux are a skill in themselves you know I've, i consider myself to be an average pixel artist you know I'm, I'm not gonna you know there are people out there who i aspire to um, and, you know, my pixel art is okay. My programming's fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. But, and, and, you know, sound-wise, I did a lot of the sound effects and that, because I, I used to have a background in, in music. So for me, the sound side of things wasn't too difficult, but UI, oh my God, throw me out a window when it comes to doing UI. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Honestly, I hate it. I, I put together buttons, <laughs> put together UI and I'm, and I'm, and I get to my main menu and I put this looks like turd, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you've got this great game. It almost gets to the point where it's people who, do you remember back in the sort of nineties, people built websites with loads of Microsoft clip art, cats all yes. over it. Uh, that yeah. is what I feel my UI look, <laughs> every time I look at it, this is gross. And it honestly, UI to me, even today, um, and, and I hate making it, I hate wiring it. It's the most boring, monotonous task is to put together UI um and 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 i'm not gonna lie to you i'm a pretty open guy you know i it shows in 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 my titles i feel that the ui is the weakest part of the games that i i develop and i'm so lucky that on xenosis i have someone working i'm just like you know that ui stuff it's all yours take (laughs) it so (laughs) what's (laughs) what's your opinion on ux designers then oh do you know what i have i have a huge amount of of respect for UI and UX designers. I think it's a it's a very underappreciated part of and it's not just game development, it's application development, it's web development because people it's the one thing that people don't notice, but it's the one thing you notice when it sucks. You know, and you're like, "Oh, this website's horrible to use or this app feels hideous to navigate." I mean, I've seen games that all by rights should not have bad UIs with the amount of money and the talent on those teams. I mean, I still do not understand how Bethesda can get it so wrong with things like Skyrim, where the UI is like, "What are you thinking on inventory <laughs> management?" I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I, it, it's, it, 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 I just don't get it. And but it takes a real time. game do UI like hugely slickly, and you're like, "Yeah, this feels nice." You know, I can, I can kind of navigate around that. Um, but yeah, huge respect for UI and UX designers. I think hugely underappreciated. Um, so yeah, anybody who wants to fix mine, please go ahead I yeah I'd I'd like that
1: (laughs) so let's move on to something that hopefully you do want to you know you do enjoy doing but uh before you mentioned about your art style uh now was there a particular reason why you went with you know the pixel art was you was you always a pixel art designer did you always you know love games that are revolved around pixel art
0: yeah I'd I'd, yeah for me pixel art is is the pinnacle of of gaming for me um you know all my favorite games everything you know i the glory days of gaming for me kind of stretched from the NES all the way to the Amiga 1200. And I was pretty lucky to have most consoles and most computers as I was growing up. My father um, really did furnish me with with the things that I wanted as a child. So I played a lot of games. I mean, like a lot of games growing up. and. Pixel art to me can be, when it's done well, can be so more emotive and so much more expressive than 3D graphics. I, I can do 3D. But not great. I'm not going to say I'm not. But I could equally have hired in a 3D designer to do some of the work on the games. But I didn't want to because I think to do 3D really well and to make it really expressive requires a huge amount of talent. You know, you, look, you can look at a 3D game and, you know, I look at PUBG and I just go, bleh. That looks oh my
1: God, yes, it's so bad. It's just
0: so boring and non-coherent, you know, but you look at, say, Dark Souls, and you're like, now that is, is, is level design. And when you take 3D at that level, it requires a huge amount of resource and a huge amount of artistic expression and a huge amount of technical ability and money. You know, and, and that last one, we certainly didn't have. <laughs> um, you know, so, but I see games that, you, you people kind of say oh it's pixel art you know indie game indie developers only use pixel art because that's all they can it's, it's not because Man,
2: have you seen octopath traveler that came well of course it's gorgeous
0: i mean look at some of the games that have come out recently Pixel art i mean you can go even down to downwell downwell has one of the most expressive kind of little i'd, I'd love the feeling of it and yet it's the most basic you know artwork you could possibly do in a game you know one color um you know you look at things like what was the recent game that was released with the oh god the the young girl uh with the celeste Celeste. oh my god it's beautiful oh Oh, it's beautiful but then i go back to you look at super mario world now that game stands a test of time if that was released now you know yes okay it could probably do but the graphics are beautiful on it i love and you know some of the titles on the amiga for me hurricane and old Psygnosis titles and it's just a lot just, to me is just mm, love it I find it I find you can do an awful lot with a color palette you you are forced to be more expressive in what you can in what you do and I'm really happy with uh, Jump Gunners you know I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't borrow and in, get inspired by things that have come before me but then that's the that's the same of any art form I think we're all driven by things that we're inspired by. So there's a bit of worms in there. There's influences from Towerful. There's influences from Broforce. You know, that's a game I absolutely love. I love the expressiveness of it. There's influences from Contra back on the NES. There's influences from um, Castlevania on the NES. Probably one of the best-looking games I think you can, you can play. So, yeah, pixel art to me is is a choice. And I honestly, I'm using modern techniques, but I like to go back to pixel art because to me it just, it's so versatile. It can be used in such a number of ways. Um, You know, unfortunately it gets a bad name sometimes from those who don't do it the art form justice. But then I think you could argue that there are plenty of games done through the art form justice as well, equally as many that don't, you know, that that are in 2D as well.
2: Nice. Now I have one last uh, very simple question for you before i pass it on to the ross man but i want to know what your favorite weapon to use in the game is and why
0: oh minigun minigun all the way because minigun game minigun i wanted to be ridiculous in this game like over the top stupid terrain destroying ridiculous for the simple reason that it's based on my favorite one of my top five films of all time and that's predator oh yes Cause that scene where he stood in the jungle, he's like, Time to let all painless out the bag. Duh Yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. Miniguns all the way. So yeah, minigun is a game <laughs> ender usually. Either you'll end up killing yourself kill everybody else on the level oh, I've but I've
1: seen that before where I've killed myself. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a golden
0: minigun. Be... There's,
1: there's a golden, golden one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: I need to find that one. Yeah, look for the gold crates. You get a very rare chance of a golden minigun spawning. And uh, in fact, there's an interesting, if you don't mind me re- throwing rhetoric in here, but um, I actually broke the game with the minigun. And I didn't realize that it broke the game on lower end PCs, um, mainly because I was spawning the bullet sound, just a bit boring and technical, every time the minigun fired a bullet. But because it fired it so many times, the, um, the game engine couldn't handle the amount of sound files that it was trying to spawn all at once. And it basically broke all the audio in the game. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not ashamed to say it actually shipped like that, unfortunately, because my PC, for some bizarre reason, was able to handle it. But then when I watched other people streaming, it, I'm like, oh, my God, the minigun breaks the game. And, uh, yeah, I learned something about audio development. Hmm. And now it doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. Well,
3: the question that, that all of our listeners have been waiting for four. Um and that is simply I'm just gonna not cut straight to the chase. Uh, which classic video game character would you knock out with one punch?
0: Knuckles, because he's a knob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's well, fair, point. fair
0: point. I'm I, not even gonna I, ask for context. That's enough. No, that's
1: great.
2: I was I was suspecting the duck hunt dog because I think we've got like half a dozen developers who've said in fact, we, we had the whole Microsoft support team in here once, and they, they, like, went through all the classic animals from Duck Hunt Dog to Echo the Dolphin, but
0: uh, no one said oh. Knuckles before. Who the hell wanted to one-punch Echo the Dolphin? What the hell's he done?
2: <laughs> Have you played Echo the Dolphin all the way through? That is a scary game.
0: Rate the a... blowhole. <laughs> <In> the <laughs> blowhole. <laughs> but they save... But they're out to save the world. Knuckles is just a Dick. It is, and, and he's really he's really arrogant I'm sorry ugh hated him as a kid I, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to describe Knuckles as an enchilada but I don't think I got it right do you know oh, what yeah. <laughs> it's an oh, enchilada yeah. <laughs> I, I actually don't I, it, it, I, I can't pronounce the actual name that he is Knuckles is it a chidna echidna? echidna it's an echidna it's a echidna, yeah, echidna. 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 Yeah. who the hell thought that up as a good one? I haven't no
1: <laughs> oh. of
0: all the random random sort of character choices you could make Knuckles the Echidna I'd love to have been in the, in the board discussion when that one came out I was <laughs> like okay I mean Toe Jam & Earl was pushing it um but yeah. Toe Jam & Earl
2: are precious and fantastic and radical and bodacious and don't you dare say a bad word
0: that's where I first learnt the word Poindexter
2: excellent (laughs) see they they give they give life lessons as well but uh james thanks so much for joining us today uh this has been an enlightening and also very funny interview um we wish you the best of luck with jump gunners uh tell the people where they can find you
0: they can find me on twitter at epic nerd rage um, that is me. Um, you can also find me online on www.nerdragestudios.co.uk. Um, I hang around on discord links or on my Twitter profile, probably find me streaming on launch day as well. Um, as we run a little bit of a competition with me and my son. Uh, so you can come and join us on launch day and try and, uh, win a copy of jump gunners.
2: That sounds absolutely awesome. I will definitely be there and I hope all of our listeners will be as well, but, uh, thanks again. And, uh, See you later.
0: Awesome, thanks very much. It's been great.
1: You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit.
0: Let's do this.
2: Okay everyone, welcome to this week's interview. Today we have James Stone from Nerd Rage Games, who are the developers of Jump Gunner, which is releasing this week on the ID and Xbox program. James, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, welcome.
2: Uh, can I just say we got the like, we did?
0: Yep, brilliant. Thank you. Let's try that again. Um, no, no, I, no, that's good. No, no, no. I actually, oh, for God's sake, we're off to a cracking start. <laughs> <laughs> <I do my laughs> this, is this is
3: great. So Hi,
0: <laughs> welcome. <laughs> it's
2: oh, good to have you here. That was so, the, the best no, introduction no. I've ever heard.